0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the French Tech Asia-Pacific podcast. Today we'll be talking to Cecile Israel, who is a founder of a startup based in Shenzhen, China called Easy Backus, and who is also the head of the new French Tech community for the Greater Bay Area, as well as president of the Entrepreneurs Group of South China with the French Chamber of Commerce. Now for those of you who haven't heard of the Greater Bay Area in South China... It's basically the region that used to be known as the Pearl River Delta. So it's a, it's a giant area that consists of nine cities and two special administrative regions in South China. It houses, I think, close to 5% of the total Chinese population and represents a GDP of 1.4 trillion US dollars. So it's really massive. And Cecile tells the story of the major efforts currently underway, to transform that area into a giant hub thriving with innovation and entrepreneurial opportunity. Now, before we get started with this episode, um, I'd like to point out one more thing. That is that when I asked Cecile what challenges French tech Guangdong faces, she told me about how sometimes they struggle to identify entrepreneurs that are either considering expanding into the region or setting up a new company there sufficiently early on. And she says that's really a shame because apparently doing business there and setting up things is a lot easier if you know who the right people are to talk to. So let's try something here. If you're thinking of starting a company in the Greater Bay Area in South China, send us an email. Reach out at hello at frenchtechpodcast.com. And we'll make sure that your message finds its way either to Cecile or to someone else with French Tech Greater Bay Area or at the Chamber of Commerce, depending on what it is you're looking for. All right, enough of that. Let's get started.
1: Uh, Hi everyone, I'm Cecilia. Um, I'm the founder of Easy Bacchus. Um, it's a wine company about wine experience. We make uh, wine easy and fun for everyone. I'm based in Shenzhen, China, for almost two years and a half. And we provide multisensory labels um, for wine. We also provide wine events for individual and corporates. And I'm also head of uh, the new French Tech Community Greater Bay Area as well, president of Entrepreneur Club of the South China French Chamber.
0: That's fantastic. Welcome on the podcast, Cecile. Um, so today, let's get started uh, first with a little bit of information about like why are you in Shenzhen and how did you start your company there? What happened?
1: Sure. So to explain that, I have to go back really, really long time away when I was 15. Uh, in France. I was passionate about cooking and I did the hotel school in Paris in France and I quickly got passionate about wine. But the only thing is that, so I strongly went passionate about wine, but when people explain you wine, it's a very complex and technical way that really bored me. I tried to explain the wine the same way to my parents, to my family. They did not understand anything so since that time my goal is to make the wine more accessible for everyone uh, of course you know um, i my, my career path changed a little bit i went into management in you know, hospitality but always had that idea in wine business and I was also strongly looking about chinese market china is becoming the second wine market by um, 2021 and um, one day, finally, um, got it and quit my company and, uh, and arrived in China. So Shenzhen was, uh, thanks, uh, actually, it's quite funny uh, for personal uh, story because my, uh, my boyfriend got a work opportunity. He's working in medical tech and i uh, got the um, work opportunity um, to launch the medical product in uh, in china and shenzhen was really uh, the place to be and i follow him so shenzhen um choosing shenzhen was uh, was thanks to him oh, and i'm okay. here in shenzhen for now yeah almost 2 years and a half
0: 2 years and a half and it just so happened that it coincided with your with your ambition when yeah. it came to your own start
1: very lucky
0: That's very good. That's really great. Yeah, that's a great way to get started, definitely. And what's it like starting a company over there?
1: Um, Oh, it was a lot. So first I started my company in France. Uh, I have three companies, one in France, one in Hong Kong, one in China. Yeah, so quite (laughs) a financial, uh, yeah. Yeah, quite uh, quite tricky. Uh, but I started to launch my my company uh, in France um, to, and also in uh, in Hong Kong because I was planning so to do business across China, um, Hong Kong, Asia, uh, When I um, had the project of my multisensory labels, so it's some labels that uh, basically you can scratch and sniff the wine's main aroma, touch the intensity of the wine if it's soft, strong look at the occasion, dish pairing and scan QR code and got all wine information. But then, you know, I also uh, pivoted a little bit and now I'm also selling wine. That's why I also have a Chinese company. So opening a Chinese company for foreigners, you have uh, basically two solutions. You can uh, create a joint venture with a Chinese uh, shareholder. So basically... Every stories with a Chinese shareholder um, had a bad uh, bad um, issue at the end. So the other way is uh, to create a world wolfie it's a world on foreign enterprise. Oh,
0: okay. um,
1: So it's a yeah, it's a kind of entity issue uh, where all foreigners can have 100% of the shares. Um, it's much easier than a few years back. Uh, depends of who, which agency will help you to to set up a company. But basically, in the best case, can take two to three months to uh, to set up. For me, it took me a little more, little little bit longer. Um, it's also very costly because you need to have a proper office uh, with a. Certificates um, only enabled by some Chinese that I mean, and which is recognized by Chinese governments. And those kind of hobbies cost a lot. Um, opening a Chinese bank account is also uh, sometimes quite tricky. Depends of of the partner of the people who help you. But finally, yes, I have my uh, my Chinese company for almost a year now.
0: Oh, wow, that's great. And are those difficulties the same for Hong Kong and Shenzhen? Or is it, how does that work over there? Can you start a company in Hong Kong and then you can just do business in Shenzhen? Or is it completely different? Is it...
1: It's, it's different, like opening a company in Hong Kong, a limited company is very, very uh, easy and fast. In three weeks, you can open a company, but also bank account issue in Hong Kong is now um, very time consuming. Since, you know, all Panama Papers issue now, banks are very careful and look for proof of concept or already, you know, some some money, already some um, some orders. So they're very, very careful and uh, opening now a bank account um, for new companies in Hong Kong can be, uh, can be very, uh, very tricky. Then opening a bank account in Hong Kong, you can do that for any you know business for between Hong Kong and international countries. But then when we want to go deeper and penetrate Chinese markets, for instance, myself, when I have to sell uh, wine, which is uh, consumable goods, I have to, um, I am I'm, I'm entitled to have a Chinese company and I have to to meet Chinese laws.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because the separation between Hong Kong and mainland China is still right. very real, right? Yes. Even though um, there is this big effort, which you referred to earlier in our conversation, to make this whole area into one greater Bay Area, right? Yes. Yeah. To somehow. Yeah. yeah.
1: Greater Bay Area is the, the new trendy words. Uh, and, uh, and very important for, um, for everyone here and also uh, Chinese government. So Greater Bay Area uh, groups um, nine, the nine cities of, uh, of Guangdong. So it's uh, Shenzhen, Guangzhou, but also uh, the satellite uh, cities, Zhuhai, Zhongmen, Zhongshan, Foshan, Zhaoqin, but also Hong Kong and Macau. That's big. It's um, 5% of the population, so around 15 million uh people and wow. the gdp is is huge um so i did a little bit of my homework and gdp is about 1.4 trillion us dollars oh. so it's it's really <laughs> a lot if you compare like san francisco bay area and greater bay area like no comparison so it's really now, um, let's say, international. I mean, the ambition for China is really to, to set the Greater Bay Area as an international uh, center driven by uh, by innovation, and uh, really right in time, um, the um, uh, the Chinese uh, Republic Party uh, announced um, two weeks back, uh, mid February, uh, the the new plan for Greater Bay Area, um, and they are really have uh, set. And very, um, very big objective for 2022 and 2035 to really have the the region as a big uh, economic and innovation center for China, but also recognized internationally um, in many uh, domains. So, of course, driven by science, technology, innovation, but also uh, infrastructure, insurance, finance. Um, and also, um, the Greater Bay Area will be um, support for the Belt and Road in- Initiative, and also Made in China to 2035 plan.
0: All right, I see, yeah. That's very interesting. For someone who, I mean, I visited the region a little bit, I haven't been everywhere, I haven't been to Shenzhen, for example. Um I, that strikes me as something that's highly non-trivial, right? To to somehow merge this entire region into one big economic hub, since there are still quite a lot of differences, I guess, between the individual cities, between reg- in terms of regulation and everything like that. Can you tell a little bit more about uh, about this plan for 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 the next years? In what ways is is the government really trying to uh, integrate this area and make it easier for people to do business across the region?
1: Sure. So. The, the, the main plan is first. I mean, of course, th- this plan will be driven by the three main cities: Guangzhou, Shenzhen, Hong Kong, but uh, as well Macao. Uh, Guangzhou will um, be the the main administrative hub, Shenzhen the economic hub, and Hong Kong the financial international hub, um, as well Macao uh, also including as an uh, international hub. Um, So the the three cities, Guangzhou, Shenzhen, Hong Kong, will be the core engines for driving growth in the nearby region. Um, And and the roadmap calls for Hong Kong is to build an international financial, transportation, and and trade hub. So I I said previously that the plan is aligned with uh, Made in China 2025, which is a 10-year roadmap, for the future of uh, manufacturing sector, and also support for Belt and Road Initiative, um, which is uh, the the new uh, connection uh, to reinforce uh, China position on the worldwide uh, worldwide map, uh, connecting all uh, China in and, um, and, I mean all Asia and in uh, Europe. On the, on the plan itself. Uh, there is different uh, strategic objective, but the, the main goal is really to become first in 2022, uh, set the Greater Bay Area as an international uh, first-class uh, first-class bay, um, and by 2035, um, an economic system um, and more widely uh, international first-class Bay Area for living, working, and traveling. So all, you know, set together. So there is different pillars. Uh, The main one is uh, innovation. Uh, So it uh, takes into account um, creating uh, R&D institutes and innovation, uh, mainly in Chazen for for companies, uh, but also stepping up the protection of uh, of IP, better um, leveraging the institution. Um, There is one, you know, uh, which is... um, one of the main in, uh, in Guangdong area, which is the Guangzhou Intellectual Property Court. Um, but also in terms of technology um, support, for example, in Hong Kong, the Hong Kong Science Park and, uh, and Cyberport. Then there is some um, infrastructure development. Um, so a recently new bridge have been created linked, uh, linking Hong Kong and uh, Jurai. Juhai, which is actually the longest bridge um, worldwide, but also um, a new uh, metro now that connects Hong Kong and Shenzhen in only 55 minutes, uh, but also expand the bandwidth capacity, um, building smart city and also enhancing the level of uh, cyber security. Um, financing, of course, with the support of uh, Hong Kong, was, uh, remains the main, you know, hub for international uh, leading role in financial sectors, uh, but also facilitate, you know, all cross-border investments between uh, Hong Kong, Macao, and uh, and the Guangdong, and also uh, internationally. And all of that, um, for all of that, China launched. Uh, uh, Greater Bay Area Development Fund of uh, almost 13 uh, billion USD, which is uh, quite high. Um, And so that fund will really um, help to integrate Hong Kong, Macao, and the nine uh, Guangdong cities into the world leading economic and innovation hub. So quite a lot of uh, yeah. Nice objectives for the coming years.
0: Exactly. So they're trying to hit those three points of living, working, and traveling really hard, with an yes. ambition that is, uh, yeah, that is clearly the level of ambition that we're used to from China, right? So they're doing everything they can to make this work. The travel yes. between the different cities, like you mentioned, yeah, that, that's massively important, right? Uh, the living conditions to, to have those at a at a good or acceptable level. Uh, I guess that's probably also very high on the list, right? To to attract talent and to get people to come to the region. Um, do you feel that this is a this is a good moment for 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 entrepreneurs in the region? Is there a lot of opportunity now that, that wasn't there before?
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, entrepreneurship wise, I really think that Shenzhen is uh, is is one of the place to be. Uh, now, Shenzhen Hub is uh, is really like a crucial. Uh, hub. Uh, when people want to uh, create uh, IoT or hardware product, uh, they must come to uh, to to Shenzhen and then you know um, trying to to check up some um, some factories to 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 produce. But I think that more broadly now, all Guangdong is really like a a main hub for for innovation. And definitely government help a lot to support that, to attract big companies to set up their R&D centers, uh, mainly in Shenzhen, but also Hong Kong, and try to really link uh, the the main city together. There is also, uh, in terms of network, also now in in metro network uh, by, uh, I think around 2030, a plan that will connect the nine cities together, with, um train transportation subway that will be you know can really quite quite big um so that's really uh, really really good for for, for companies now for, for coming up but then you know it depends also that companies are coming like to penetrate Chinese market or to produce and then going abroad that's right, two different yeah. case story uh if you want still to penetrate Chinese market it's quite hard. Uh, but if you want to to come and uh, to produce here and then of course export your goods, then definitely the place to be.
0: Right, exactly. So that brings us to uh, the French Tech of the Greater Bay Area, yes. right? That you pilot. So what can you what can you tell us about that? What's the French Tech activity like over there? What's the what's the ecosystem like?
1: Right. So so I, as you know, French Tech is an international brand that uh, groups all uh, tech. French companies and also uh, represent uh, French economy. Um, so it's, it's quite funny because actually we are not uh, a lot of, uh, of company, you know, uh, based in Shenzhen. But then so many entrepreneurs come. Just to produce they just stay here for a business trip a few months so it's quite hard to know like all the time you know be aware 100 percent of the time so who is there you know but we try really to identify them and uh, and better connect them so president macron announced last october a new version of uh, of la french tech that will really um go back and uh, take the startup and scale up at, uh, at the center. So we just created a new board. And uh, before we, we used to have two French tech, one for Shenzhen, one for Hong Kong. And now we've decided that together we are stronger. And also, you know, um, Greater Bay Area, you know, makes definitely sense yeah. uh, from, from, you know, Chinese, uh, Chinese government project. And now, I mean, everything is more connected. So, it's, it's also the case for French Tech. So now the French Tech V2 will have a one community for all French Tech uh, Greater Bay Area. So we are newly board of 11 persons. I'm uh, one of the two presidents of uh, of the board. So we're just newly setting up, uh, starting to work on a lot of different projects. But our main goal is definitely to, uh, to animate the community to bring the community together, the whole ecosystem, um, and, you know, attracts also uh, more people from Hong Kong to go in Shenzhen, because generally people from China go easily into Hong Kong, but not the other way around and identified, as I mentioned, people who are coming into into Greater Bay Area internationally, and then, you know, better uh, connect them to the right people.
0: Right, exactly. because I guess as as foreign entrepreneurs, it would be tempting to go to Hong Kong, right? In terms of right. uh, yeah, in terms of cultural fit, and and there might there might be some barriers in going to Shenzhen, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is that something you're you're actively trying to overcome? Is it, is it something you're actively working on with people, saying, okay, you should you you know you should come to Shenzhen, you should come to these other cities, you should ex- you should explore that as an option earlier in your.
1: You mean for French tech, right?
0: Yeah, for French tech. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, actually, no. P- people come to Hong Kong uh, f- first, but it's uh, w- when they want to produce hardware or IoT, they know they have to come to Shenzhen. Right. Yeah. When they are looking more about like business in Asia, they will come to Hong Kong.
0: So okay. they're very complementary. So, yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. But people know that now nowadays in hardware and IoT, they have to come to to Shenzhen. But before, like Shenzhen, I mean, Shenzhen is the new Silicon Valley. It's really focused on hardware, IoT, but more broadly, innovation. For instance, for myself, you know, creating the wine multi sensory labels, I could only have keep that in, uh, in Guangdong province thanks to all factories around.
0: Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you wouldn't have access to, to the production that you need to do that. Yes. Yeah.
1: And yeah. we often sp- uh, sp- uh, speak about Shenzhen speed. Um, because that's the strength of Shenzhen, you know, having all factories around this uh, connection network, when things can go fast.
0: Well, I certainly got the impression of Shenzhen. That's my that's my without having been there. The people that I've talked to that are based in Shenzhen, that there's a lot of hustle going on, that there's really this fast-paced entrepreneurial spirit where people are hustling and having side gigs and doing whatever they can to to move forward. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And people are very uh, work-focused, but also very open-minded. The city is an incredible um, hub also to test people, are very early adopter, and it's very easy also to connect to each other. So, of course, in China, we speak about Guangxi, so, which is the strength of the network, uh, and it's very also uh, it's also one of the strength in, in Shenzhen. Uh, not going to like a negative side of like kind of corruption, but really people are trying to help to each other to support, and it's very easy to be connected.
0: Yeah, is there. it is there is there a strong uh, networking pay forward attitude over there? Or? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah?
1: yeah, it's very, very easy um, um, internationally. Um, I mean, among the expat community, there is so many networks, uh, event uh, networking happening. So it's very easy to to connect. Um, and then with with, uh, with China, you know, as um, on the Chinese, you know, way you first have to be to be friends to do business with.
0: Right. So yeah, exactly. So that networking will allow you to launch subsequent business opportunities.
1: Right, definitely.
0: Right. So what are the biggest challenges for French tech in that region? Are, is there something that pops out? That...
1: Sure. Uh, but uh, as I mentioned, the, the, the biggest challenge is really to identify people. Right now, uh, people who come like internationally, mainly from France, to, uh, to produce, to, 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 uh, to launch a prototype um, in, uh, in Shenzhen or Guangdong area, identify them. Really, we want to uh, to better, you know, have a better visibility for French tech for people, you know, when they go to Guangdong. Okay, I go to Guangdong. Oh, I will connect with French tech first. That's really one of our main challenge nowadays to identify uh, which people are, are coming, uh, because we have the resources. We know uh, to right, whom yeah. they, they can connect with, but we need to have better visibility um, to uh, to better identify those people.
0: Isn't- why do you think that is? Is it because you're not identifying them sufficiently early on or do you think that maybe it's just not, not very well communicated uh, back in Europe that there's a, a strong French tech presence there that people can and shoot contact?
1: Yeah, more in communication wise, uh, I right. think yeah, we need better visibili- visibility and, uh, and communication, but uh, we are setting up new tools, uh, new events to really a new partnership as well to have the, the French tech, you know, as a, one of the main uh, main hub to contact.
0: Yeah, exactly. So for uh, for example, let's say a French entrepreneur who has a startup in Paris and he wants to go to Shenzhen and he wants to know more about production or how to network, how to set up business ties there. Um, what should he do? How should he contact French Tech? Is there like a place in, is there someone in Paris that he could talk to? Should he go to your website? What What are the first steps that he should take?
1: Yes. So we have two main uh, community uh, networks, which are WhatsApp for Hong Kong and WeChat. So we have uh, two big groups uh, where people, you know, are just coming and exchanging and so on. Then on the website, you can definitely contact the board, which is uh, we are like the main connection, uh, contact people. And then we can connect, you know, uh, individually to the right people.
0: All right. Great. Yeah. So this is just, I I know you have a meeting after this. We only have a limited amount of time today. But this, I, I hope, is the first of many discussions. Uh, that we will have because we're really trying to increase this visibility for all the for all the hubs in the entire region uh, here in APEC yes Um, so I'm definitely also going to rely on uh, you and the other people from the board uh, to continue this conversation and 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 have people on our podcast from that ecosystem and talk to people who have been doing business there so that they can share their stories and their experiences right because that's really what we're what we're trying to do like you mentioned just create transparency and share challenges and share victories with the rest of our community so that we can all you know learn from each other and 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 move faster and 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 know that actually yeah we can go to china and we can launch a business there and it's possible to attack the mainland chinese market even though it might not be easy right yeah
1: Needs, needs time, but needs yeah. Things can yeah. things can go <laughs> fast. You need you need to connect to the right people, and I'm really glad that you launched that that podcast. Podcast, and one of our also uh, main objective is to better connect uh, Greater Bay Area with the other Asian hubs.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's so essential, right? Because we're not as isolated. Uh, as we think we are. <laughs> there, Indeed. There's so many people in Asia and there's so many people. Yeah, I, I mean, the yes. populations here are so huge. Yeah, there's right. a lot of opportunities People
1: arrive in Hong Kong or Singapore and then wants to penetrate ASEAN, but they don't know exactly um, which country and every country has its own specificities and we are here to, to guide them.
0: Exactly. So what is that Chinese word again for the power of the community? I, my Chinese is horrible. I, I forgot. Sorry? The, that word that you mentioned. that. The...
1: Uh, the Guangxi.
0: The Guangxi? Oui,
1: yeah, right. yes, yeah. which is the network.
0: Yes. All right, so we believe in the power of network, Guangxi, and, you know. Sure. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> if you think about coming to, to China, to Shenzhen, now you know who to contact.
1: Sure, thanks right. very
0: much. Well, thank you, and talk to you soon, Ceci. And that's it. Thanks for listening to this second episode of the podcast. But there's more, guys. Next up is our interview with Nicolas Collin, who is one of the co-founders of the now pan-European VC firm, The Family. And he was in Singapore last week to participate in the Singapore Friends Economic Forum, Les Rencontres Économiques, and also to promote his book, Hedge, which talks about how we can build a greater safety net for the entrepreneurial age. So be sure to check that out. Now, as always, we would like to hear from you. So feel free to send us an email at the following email address. Hello at FrenchTechPodcast.com. Just to let us know what you think, if you have ideas for guests or just anything else. Please do reach out.